I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Figure, figure. We've done that f***ing thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he no, was a great he player. Great yes, player. he was a wonderful no. leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Well, wherever in the world you are, whatever time zone you are in, a very warm welcome. By the way, can I ask you something mm. when you mention that? Because I'm, I'm curious about all these sort of things. What time zone are we in? That's I mean, great. he's mentioned time zones, Nigel. Yeah. What time zone are we in? You know Hours. Hours. <laughs> 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 New li- just worried. I wish one New listeners are joining us all the time. Uh, it's really good that you found us. Do please tell others. Uh, what I would say to our new listeners is that whilst every podcast is topical and of its time, uh-huh. whichever time zone you are in, uh-huh. every week we talk to some, I, I like to think, some remarkable guests, really. Yeah. And the stories we're told are also timeless. So go back through previous episodes and listen to some incredible tales from Martin O'Neill. Huh? Patrick Kleifer, oh, yeah. Gianfranco Zola, okay. Platty, David Platt, Platty. Warren Barton. How do Platty had something interesting? Paul, <laughs> Paul Lambert, <laughs> Darren Anderton, who joined us from the States. Paul Robinson, yeah. uh, that's maybe an exception. Uh, <laughs> jo- Joey Barton. Oh, Robo, didn't mean that. And so. Dwight York. And there's loads more, loads of stuff. So um, if you are with us for oh, the first time, DJ. welcome. Uh, DJ, well. DJ's one of us. I know, but he wasn't at one time. He was on. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, was on. My so name was on. is Richard and that Keys. That was a really good one. Your name is Andy Gray, and your name is DJ. <laughs> your name is DJ. Let the people the figure way out said who it is well. DJ. Yeah. DJ. Exactly. This is Nigel Dion, Keys <laughs> and Gray with DJ. The podcast is available across all platforms. Give us a follow and subscribe. Social media wise, we can be found on both Twitter and Insta at. Keys and Graypod. That's already been a good two minutes. With DJ. Um, we sad news up. last weekend, I have to say. We've had a yes. chuckle up, but last weekend we lost Greavesy, didn't we? And um, we, we mm. I think we're still reeling in some respects. Um, 
proper bloke. Oh, he was a proper bloke, 100%. What a footballer. Um, absolute genius. Yeah. Genius in front of goal. Right, mm. this week we're going to be talking to somebody who was left clinging clinging on for his life after an altercation with Andy no, that's, Gray. That's not true. Really? I don't... No, 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 I think there are many players back in the history. No, no there the aren't actually. In fairness. I was clinging and hanging on in Andy Gray. In fairness, there aren't many. When Andy Gray was no. in his prime. No, no, no. no, no, no I can no, recall no. a lot of defenders <laughs> no, clinging and no, hanging on. <laughs> there were so only a couple. There was yeah. famously a centre-back from Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah, Eder. Oh, yeah, he got it. I, Oh, yeah, he got it? Twice. Oh, twice. See, that's what I mean. That's already... That's and the already second wondering. time uh, was significant, but the first time he kept... he kept, Well, he kept nibbling away, didn't he? I, I, see, I would defend you there. I think he deserved it. It was a big night, and he was German. By the way, I got him once. He must have got me 150 times. There you go. So hey. I think it was fair. It was, it was the first or second leg? Second leg. Which Second one? leg of the Cup Winners' Cup. Oh, yeah. Se- yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Semi-final. It was Goodison. Semi-final at Goodison. It was 0-0 in Munich, and we were back Still one of the great nights of European football. English European football, mm-hmm. not just Goodison. But mm-hmm. Ada was making a bit of a nuisance. Oh, no, no, he was actually all right. I just said uh, it, was a, it was a night that needed to be won. And, yeah. You know. uh, he's moustache. He's you must, you need, you need. Sometimes so you just got to go over the top a little bit. was obviously right. not supposed to be, but then left... On his face. Yeah. You think he, got, was, you think he would time. get away with it in, in modern day football? Oh, no, no. Off. No chance. Off. <laughs> Straight off. away. Off. The mistake, Definitely off. The mistake they made I'd was... I'd have just walked nowadays. <laughs> they might as well have just put a cross on his nose yeah, for Andy yeah. to see through his peripheral vision right, for the yeah. second half. So he's got this big plaster on his nose. Massive plaster. So the second one was... Big white plaster on his nose. And nose went... And you caught the second, second half. Second half. The other way. And it went the other way, you know. So just try to straighten it for him, to be honest with you. But it's, no, I shouldn't be condoning. This is terrible. Seems like I'm condoning violence on the football pitch. No, it doesn't. These and the, things and the thing about it, he was off the pitch getting treatment for the second one when we got one of our goals. So it was a very hey. important moment. Yes. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what, the, what your coach said after the game. Well done. To you. How about well done, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Proper, why, proper why, men. Why would he not? Proper men. I got battered, yeah, though. Uh, Uli Hoonis was waiting on me in the, in the tunnel. Right. Oh, he battered me. I'll bet you. Oh, Nigel, he battered me. Yeah? Yeah, called me everything under the sun. So that was your your transfer to Bayern Munich gone? (laughs) (laughs) We can't condone violence on the pitch, but these things occasionally... Let me finish the sentence. (laughs) Right. These things occasionally happen in the heat of battle, Uh and that was a battle. It was was a very important night in the history of Everton Football Club. So why can Hurnis get so upset if if it had gone the other way? Well, exactly. Of course. Exactly. But that's, that's the emotions of football. See, that's a, that's well, a good sorry, thing. See, the thing is, Richard, that was only a semi-final of a European tie. Think about people who have studied people in a World Cup final and, and you know, put it up as a mistimed tackle. <laughs> <laughs> you remember no, that? Yeah, no, I remember that. See, I remember that. I actually, I, I think that's become infamous for all... I, I now He's here. Yeah, I know, but I don't think... It's one of those where you see someone coming for you, I think, and you're looking to protect yourself more than you are looking to do him damage. Would I be fair? I think you're very... Thank you, Nigel. You're spot on. Thank you. Last say so. <laughs> Protection yeah, over... You're looking over to protect yourself because you know he's going to do you. Yeah, of course. I'm Andy Townsend and Dennis Wise at Wembley in a cup semi-final once. I mean, Andy, Andy cleaned Wisey out. They were former teammates. And uh, he later said to him, I'm really sorry about that, Dennis, but I thought you were coming for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. happens. In the heat of the moment, sometimes you have to go over the top a little bit. Just try to win games. Just leave a card. We're not condoning violence here. No, we're not. Again, but sometimes, and especially in a different area that you guys grew up in, it was common on the football pitch. (laughs) Can we say that? Can we say it was common? Yeah, Andy got into trouble with Graham Suness once for talking about... Graham's reputation for being a tough man 
is deserved, but it also yes. masks yes. what a good player he was. Oh, he was a sensational. Because he was a fabulous footballer. Right. But Andy got into trouble once when we were uh, on, on the radio by <laughs> suggesting that Graham never went into a 50-50 in his life. Of course he didn't. Now, I think Graham misunderstood that it was a compliment. It was a compliment. You actually make the 50... You, you want to make it 60-40, don't minimum. you? 60-40, minimum. Minimum. Right, right, minimum. Yeah, that's absolutely spot happen. on. If you're going to 50-50, it has to be a 60-40. <laughs> you, well, you have to go if on you don't make it 60-40, have you ever rolled one and said, go on then? Oh yeah, 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 multiple times, yeah, of course. course. And that's what I say: the heat of the moment, the player that it was that you were facing, that you knew that you would have a difficult afternoon against. Have you ever been, or even tag team? You know what tag teaming mean? Going, going against a two against one situation, make the player go in a certain angle in certain in certain space, Mm. knowing that you can hear from a different sign. And your colleague is the other side, knowing that you well, can hit them both. She, that's that's disgusting. <laughs> that's premeditated. It happens the in the heat of the moment sometimes. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is I saw Suness and Dalglish do that to Steve McMahon. No. On a, <laughs> they double teamed them. Yeah. Double teamed them. And, and it was Stevie Mac who got sent off. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because <laughs> he reacted, oh, which right. you're going to do. Right, but have right. you ever been tempted to go for one that you've seen rolled? Oh yeah, I've been tem- I've been tempted multiple times, and sometimes you just gotta go with it. You gotta you gotta go. But I think the the opponent knows as well who's making the challenge. Yeah. You know, sometimes I know multiple times when I went in the challenge, the opponents just jumped and just mm. to get out of the way because yeah. they don't want to go evolve involve in a 50-50 with me in the midfield or the sideline mm. because those are the best ones. Just when the winger comes across and he just comes from the side, oh yeah, he that's just jumps on. But oh, have yeah. you ever gone into one you think I shouldn't have done that and you've come out injured? No? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There was one. There was one challenge on um, at Swansea, the first game of the season, and the season that we won it against Ashley Williams. Remember the oh, centre back. Right. So, you've got injured at Swansea. I got injured at Swansea. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had a little tear in my uh, in the, my bone of my big toe on the side because I went in a fifty fifty. He went studs up, and I came from the, from the side, and I, I had the ball. It was a great tackle, but as soon as when I stood up, I just felt like my 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 bone was in pieces. And I tried to, I tried to, I tried to like, you know, hidden it a little bit. Like it was not, it was nothing. It was like a good challenge from my side. I had to come off after like 10 minutes later. 10 <laughs> minutes later, I had to come off. One with me night as well. Although yeah. she is, I played, I was back at Villa my second time. And you might not know, mm. but Keezy certainly will know the reputation of this man. Playing Southampton at Villa Park. And Jimmy Case is playing for Southampton. Mm. Now, Jimmy was... Jimmy made. How would you put him up I there? would say Jimmy made Tommy Smith look like Gary Lineker. There you go. Wow, that tough, yeah. Jimmy Case was meant right. So I saw him over near the, the throat of the touchline, and I was quite near him. And I thought, wait, all these years, I've always wanted him rattle into you, Jimmy. Right. <laughs> so I've ran over there like an idiot. I couldn't tackle a good dinner, no. you know. So what I'm doing, thinking I can tackle Jimmy Case. So I've launched at Jimmy, and he just looked over his shoulder, saw me coming, and he just went. And the next minute, I'm lying in the ground, <laughs> my knees in bits. <laughs> Stretch are coming on no. to carry me off. Jimmy oh. looked at me and said, Andy, you should know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, he with, was right. That was with Jimmy. I, was right. I, I just put my hand up, started laughing. I says, I know Jimmy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry for trying. <laughs> That's, well, that, that, that's good because that's that's uh, a sense of humor as well on the pitch, knowing yeah. that you could even get, give a challenge, you could challenge people, but even though that you that you knew that this person was not the guy that you would yeah. challenge to, you would just laugh it off. Soon as you know, so it was a again, great... so many stories center around Soonest, don't oh, they? Yeah. Soonest and Terry Yorth. 
right. who used to play for Leeds, mm. came into the back end of a really, really good Leeds side, Welsh mm. captain. Terry could look after himself. Oh, he could look after himself. Ter- 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 Terry was taught by the old professionals. In those days, Terry right, and Sunez had an ongoing rivalry, rivalry shall we say, yeah. until it ended at Coventry. By this time, Terry's playing for us. Um, and, and Terry stretched it off one night and was actually so impressed by the challenge that <laughs> got him stretched off, he left applauding Graham. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. live by the sword, live by the I sword, mean, die by the sword. Yeah, but that's what I say. I say, if you can, if you can give, you, can, you, you have to able to be receive, you be on the receiving end as well. I mean, you don't moan, you don't cry about, you know, you have to stand up and just also Which is interesting because this week can receive. I, I, I thought Mark Noble, his comments after the game at Manchester United, but Lingard went down screaming in the box at one point and, and Mark said, I had to have a word with him. He said, because oh, he didn't lad. do that when he was at West Ham, but he seems to do it when he's in a Manchester United red ah. and they had a chuckle about it, which which I thought was very it's interesting. Funny, mm-hmm. Where were you happiest playing your football? And this also is a question for you, so think carefully. Happiest? That's a good question. I think it was just a momentum shift, you know, throughout your career. That's no, not really no, no, time. no, 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 no. That, that's a that's a weasel answer. No, it's not a weasel answer. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> it is. I think I think there were two times. Ta- yeah. Happiest. Over a longer on a longer stretch, right? We're talking about a well, period. No, I'm and just not about saying, a, a, where were a you happiest to include living on on the banks of Lake Como, well, which you did, or in the rain? I think in I think or? I think happiest I was in my time at, at Man City and Milan. I gotta say. And that's for various reasons. Man City, because of the whole Premier League experience that I had, um, you know, just the intensity of the of the game. Of course, the 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 period that we were in together as a team, you know, trying to trying to win trophies, and Milan because of of the lifestyle and also playing for that badge. Milan is something historical about mm. about it. When you play when you play for AC Milan, you know, it's just your. You, you feel that you made it for me, yeah? mm. because I always looked up to that to that to that club. So you saw that as a progressive the, step forward when you left City. Um, well, in the sense of the the organization and the brand, yes. Football wise, it was a uh, it was a difficult time uh, for Italian football at that stage. Who were you playing with? Uh, I was playing with Slatan just left, oh. Thiago Silva just left, so I was still playing with Robinho. Kaka oh, yeah. came back. Remember that time that Kaka yeah, came yeah, back? Yeah, was done then. Ambrosini, there, yeah, Ambrosini. So it was a transition time for Milan. Um, so I came in a difficult moment. But um, if I have to say, it's got to be the be City and Milan. That was my happiest. Where, that was a transition you... of, I think, seven years. Okay. It was a good seven years. What was, was the best happiest. dressing room? Best dressing room? Mm. Uh, best dressing room, I got to say, Ajax in the beginning. Beginning, that was the, the likes of Slatan, Christian Kivu. Bergdomo, Pinar, Maxwell, <laughs> Mido, uh, which uh, Winter, Aaron Winter, Aaron Winter eh? uh, Jan van Halst, uh, who else was there? Passana. Um, I've always wanted to ask this Trabelsi. question. Trabelsi. Never got around to being able to. Who was longest in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> DJ. <laughs> well, I think you have to see the side of my feet. <laughs> what about you? Happiest? Yes. Happiest. Rangers. Happiest. I played for the team I've supported all my life. Yeah. Um, and even though I hardly played, uh, we won the league, played partner. Um, and that's happiness because my family loved it. They came to Ibrox, they did everything they never thought they would do, went places they never thought they would. So that 12 months was probably the happiest that I was. Mm. Uh, not the most successful by any stretch of imagination. Didn't play much. I wasn't that successful. I had a bit part to play. But... Um, 
I was happy. I was so happy. I was playing for the club that I always wanted to play for, and never thought I would. So that was probably the happiest. A, a 12 dressing months. room that included who? Coisty. Where do you want me to start? Well, first of all, Sunes is manager. Yeah. <laughs> Walter mm. Smith is assistant. And by the way, keep progressing, Walter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you had people like uh, Terry Butcher and Richard Goff as your centre backs partnership. If you needed that, which was immense, they were immense. Midfield, take your pick from our mate Razor Razor um, all the way up Koisty was there um, there was so many uh, people from that they signed from England I think Trevor Trevor Francis had just left David Cooper um, along with Rude Hula I agree an immense talent taken too soon uh, David he was well, let's just be specific on that that's slightly confusing the way you phrase that uh, Rude Hullet will always say when asked yes. who's the best player you ever saw he will say David Cooper. David Cooper. Really? Do you believe that? Wow. Do you think of and he who, played with who he's played play well, exactly. and played against many. Against many as and well. And his favourite is still Maradona. Uh -huh. But he said in terms, you know, and this, and I hate this phrase as well, pound for pound. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. He said Cooper was sensational. David was amazing. Wow. You know, he had, yeah. he had a trick nice, let me tell you about it. And at Ibrox, you know, I don't know if I still like that. The, the, the dressing room ceilings were mm -hmm. about, probably about 20 feet high, 25. Right. They're really old fat, but they're mm -hmm. huge. And David's trick there was... You used to get the ball, keep you up. And then as it was dropping, you know how you volley it? You cut mm. across the bottom of the ball. Yeah. You could cut across the bottom of the ball, spin it up into the air, come back down again, cut across it again, and goes spin up. it up in the air, just keep cutting across it and just having it short of the ceiling and then just dropping down his foot again. And just do that and do it again. Times. You could do it again multiple times. It was just un unbelievable. But that was, that was an amazing uh, uh, time, Richard. That was when Rangers were beginning to be huge. Graham had been given a lot of money. English clubs were banned from Europe then. So was that you know, your was that your best dressing room that you've been in as well? You, was that no, the best dressing room you've been no, in? No, Everton, Everton by a million miles. It was the best dressing room I would any. Right. When you, you say you, the you, best dressing room, be specific. What do you mean? What, I mean, I think the camaraderie. I think the atmosphere, the right people too, the right people. Yeah, um, I think the winning mentality as well. Even when, though you're not yeah. being successful, and different yes personalities. Skeezy. It was a dressing room. I don't know what it was like what, whether it changed when I was, but a dressing room in my day. Mm. Again, it probably wouldn't survive these days because um, HR and everybody would be all over it. It was a tough place as a, and even as a kid, I'm sure yeah. you were in tough dressing rooms. Yeah, where if you didn't stand up and be counted. You sometimes didn't survive. That wasn't as much as that when you were there. But we had people with hugely strong personalities. I mean, Reedy, for a start, Peter Reed was an unbelievable personality and still is. You know, but people that you wouldn't expect, Neville Southall. Neville was a massive personality. You wouldn't mess with a big man. And, and, mm. and people like that, Kevin Ratcliffe, huge personalities there. Sharpie. All diff they're all different. But the dressing room was as one. Yeah. You know, um, I think I think you don't mention Inchi. There's another one. I think, no, I, think I think what right. defines I, I what I think I think what defines a good dressing room as well is like the, the hierarchy yeah. and the respect that is in in a dressing room. And I think because of that, you yeah, created a, a certain yeah. atmosphere in a dressing room. Everybody knows their place. Even yeah. though the the most experienced most experienced play, players are not always playing no. week in week, yeah. week out, but they have the authority in the dressing yeah, rooms. Yeah. I think that's one have of the things. Have you played in a dressing room where the group don't like? One individual. Oh yeah, yeah, multiple times. Yeah, I think I, I, I played. I played in certain teams and been in dressing rooms that 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 I don't like a certain individual. But liking is liking is one thing. But you have to try to get him across because at the end of the day, yeah. it's a team effort. So yeah. 
you know we we as a as a as a as a team you always try to do things yeah. in order to see what fits his personality yeah. and you adapt to it because you can but always you say no we don't like you we don't like you you don't I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna you, drop you, you don't need to like you're not you gonna drop like them. <laughs> you don't need to like everybody yeah exactly you don't need to like everybody I mean I, I played in, I think in every team I played in there were people I didn't like and other people didn't like yeah, yeah. but they were fun I'm not naming either <laughs> but they were fundamental to I know you were they were fundamental to the group and how how successful you are true so they were part of it but they just you, you can't like everybody I think football players. fans find that fascinating you look at a team as a as a, as a fan you look at your team one, right. one to eleven or whatever it is and whatever number is on that team sheet these days you see all these boys and you go well they're all playing today so we'll, we'll do well mm. and then you don't do well like Manchester City last week right. you don't do very well at all Ooh. but well, what, what I'm saying is that individuals although they're players with a reputation and an mm -hmm. expectation. The washing machine might have broken the night before he comes out, yeah. or you know, the mother-in-law might be uh, uh, causing hassle, or the children are unhappy at school. Uh, players are human beings. Mm -hmm. We also expect that when we see eleven starters, mm. everybody gets on with each other, and it's all no, well, it's not. But but, but you well, don't you, do I, you? I, I don't no, when you when you cross a line, you do, and 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 that's the yes. When you cross a line, there are there are players that I've, I've played one played in teams that have won things. And there's players that I, I never really, never socialised with outside the, the, the training ground. Mm. Never went for a pint with them. Never went for dinner with them. Never saw them from one day to the next. If, unless it was like me and you for ten years at yeah, Sky when well, you, I, yeah, they filled your head judge. full of mints about me. By the way, I was a good judge, now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what we're talking about then. I'll never, yes. forgive, I'll never forgive Euro 2004, I have to say. <laughs> but that's for another day. Okay. <laughs> anyway. But the thing about it is you don't have to like everybody in a group. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this weekend coming up, when I'm going to be busy this weekend, apart from working with you, is I'm going to spend half my time, I'm sure Niger is watching the Ryder Cup. Mm. That's, I'm sure that that's those 12 busy. guys, I'm sure those 12 guys all don't like each other. Mm. You know, there might be one, most of them would. I would think most of those 12 guys don't like each other. That's the thing about golf, isn't it? That no, it's, I, it's, a, it's an individual it's sport. Indi yeah, there's no team element. That's what makes this ridiculous, oh, ridiculous. really, in, in golf, because it's unique. It's, it's unique, unique. Yeah, yeah, but that's why you see, that's when you're going to see whose team will be more successful in the fact that how they can cope with each other and how they can co collaborate to try to win. Yeah. But I will tell you, the most successful teams that I've been in are the teams that we never had best friends in the team. Yeah, you don't. You don't have best friends as colleagues. I mean, you got good colleagues where you yeah. can hang around with. But think about it. Your best friends, I mean, they even be football players. I've always said that. My my best friends, I'm not football I'm not players. Footballers, I'm, I'm, mine, I'm mine from my childhood. Jeez, if you've got a good so team. if you, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 <laughs> the next question that I have for you. That's the next question Somebody, I have for you. I was thinking, don't ask me. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the next question that I have for you. But you know, in it in a team, I think hierarchy. What I said, you have to be successful in order to be able to be criticizing your own teammates mm -hmm. in a way that I still respect and you don't have to be somebody else's friend no. and I think you as well if you, if you still look at the likes of Everton that dressing room was so so strong with so many personalities but you can't tell me that everybody was each other's best friends no. well I've no. I, 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 um, a message to Danny by the way who I know will be listening expecting that whatever we've been discussing he can put into his running order for Sunday afternoon yeah. well unlucky Dan because yeah, none yeah, of what yeah. we've discussed so far yeah, unlucky is, is, is going to fit yeah. mm. so. see what we can do in the next 40 minutes Danny <laughs> give us a chance give us a chance what were you going to ask him Nigel I was going to ask him first of all what was your dress room, what was your happiest time in the football world I would are we going to even talk about dress rooms maybe your time I in, would think in, the happiest as a dressing journalist. room I sat let's in let's talk in a journalist and, uh, the happiest dressing room I sat in was with the FA Cup winners 
when I went and played in Mickey Jin's testimonial. That was a really good night. Was that a good dressing room? That was yeah. fabulous dressing room. Who, who were the top men? In Tommy Hutch. Oh, was, right. was, and he didn't play in that okay, cup then. final. He was right, just, well, let's move on a wee bit. Okay, just, I see that's pissed okay. Off. no, no, it's not. Because <laughs> what I'm going to ask you is, what I'm going to ask you is, and all those times you were sitting in that sofa every yeah. morning just oh, like, yeah. talking to the world, Yes. Uh, who was the worst person who you sat with and at the end of it you thought, oh. You know, I can answer a, that very easily cook, without you know? mentioning names. It was a, the, the, oh. it's a, uh, comedians. Are they the worst? Comedians because they, they, they generally unusual, shall uh -huh. we say. The, Apart from the, being a comedian. The act covers their personality. If you take away the ability for them to be on a stage and perform and and have this Normal alter ego, this, this persona. Underneath all of that, they're dull as ditchwater. <laughs> Nightmare. Anytime, <laughs> I, was, dishwater, anytime I saw a comedian on the running order, I knew we were going to have a bad time. Okay. So, and so I will mention one. I will mention uh, one. Who, which one? Barrymore. Michael Barrymore. Who you would have thought would, would have bounced in and, and, and been fun for an hour. Oh, my goodness. Hard work. Really? Really hard work. Really hard work. So can we can we say that among your best friends, there's no comedian? No. <laughs> if well, you have any best uh, here's friends, one. Here's one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I am a comedian. You're right there. No, I was a chameleon. <laughs> chameleon. Yeah, yeah. No, one, well, one last one. Color. See, the thing is, Nige, the thing is, Nige, sometimes uh, Richard Hestia announced sad news on the, when he was working in, in the morning, yeah. um, and he had to have sad news. So sometimes he had guests beside him. And he would have to announce this sad this news. This is true. So sad news, right? You, you're well, a rolling, the guest was on. Rolling uh -huh. news channel. Well, so you had to announce sad news one time. Well, so you we, said to your guest what I, before the I, break? I said to uh, Lionel Blair. Correct. I said to Lionel Blair, because we would go to a break at the half hour, <laughs> at the top of the hour and the half hour, and then come out of that break. You'd always go in with Popeye. Popeye had to run at 7.24. Popeye didn't run at 7.24. There was an inquest. There was all hell let loose. Oh, wow. Had to go at 7.24. Wow. And our, our governor, was, was he was ahead of his time. He was smart. He knew that people Which were Bruce Gingell. Right. Weren't watching television. They were listening. It was more like wallpaper, breakfast right. television. Right. So you, you could set your own clock mentally by what you heard. What, pop, the, the, the pop video had to run at six minutes to, to the top of the hour. Had to. <laughs> That's so we've come off Popeye. Well, it's got you warm, but we're announcing Popeye. <laughs> yeah, that's about. You do your, you know, coming up, Gordon Honeycomb, come out. So you go to the break, bring a guest in. I said to him, I said, Lionel, listen, not great news. You must have, I forget who it was. I think it was Eric Morecambe. Yeah, yeah, but I said, you must have worked with him. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I said, um, <laughs> so, so when we come out, I said, I'm just bounce into the sport here, you know, just with a little clever move. Mm -hmm. um, so we just, you just mentioned him and introduced you at the mm -hmm. same time. And he went, yes, 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 yes. Will you want tears? <laughs> Will you want tears? Did he really ask you that question? Yes. <laughs> and no, I sort of looked at him and I went, I what? Oh, well, that's he bad. Went, will, that's will, bad. You, will you want tears? I said, well, it's entirely up to you. It depends how you feel. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. yeah that's bad. Tears, that's bad. So, that's bad. Um, the reason that we've had this conversation is because our guest today right. was a leader. Yeah. A competitor. Definitely. A nuisance if you played against him. Definitely. And he too needed to be put in his box one Well, day. no, that, 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 was a, that was not me. <laughs> I think my memory's going. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest, the former Tottenham Rangers England centre-back. Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, West Brom. West Brom. Yeah. Graham Roberts. Fantastic. Let's get him on.
is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, Graham, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, glad to be on your podcast. But I haven't spoke to Andy for years. I think the last time I spoke to him is when I kicked him. Sorry, <laughs> <very good. laughs> and, and by the way, the words wouldn't have been, sorry, Andy, either. There would have been something like, have that, Gray, and there's another one coming your way shortly. Yeah. I heard, another, I heard yeah. a different side of the story. Well, it's, it's interesting was... that Graham should, should volunteer that, because yeah, there is yes. a very, there's a story that I've heard many times down well, the years. Well, not many times. Yeah, many times. It was an accident. It, the, the story I've heard many times, the incident may have been an accident, but I, I rather suspect differently. Graham, can I take you back to Molyneux? Um, you're, yep. you're playing for Tottenham in what was, I think, yep. a very good football match. Three two ish, Andy. Very three two, yeah. Three two, yeah, yeah. and this this sent the centre back. Yeah, was irritating you, wasn't he? No, he, no. Tell it, it kicked shit out of me for yeah. eight, eighty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kicked shit out of me. I had scored a couple, so that maybe made him angry. But we were getting beaten by a sensationally good, Tottenham a very side. good Tottenham side. So around about the eighty minute mark, you go and see the keeper. No, no, it, it just. Unfortunately, the, the, the keeper decided to clear. Right no, no, no. You went and saw the keeper and said, "Brady, if if in the next ten minutes you get the chance, because this lad could could knock a ball off the." Sorry, Graham. I, I just need to tee this. Up. Half volley no, a ball to wherever he wanted it to go. Right. And he went, "Brady, if you get the chance, send one down the middle." Send one down the middle. I said, and, "You know, Graham's kicked shit at me for eight minutes. I'm he's, I'm going to try and do them before we get here." <laughs> and, well, well. <laughs> you're such nice, nice person. Touch tight, but that was a one time Graham shouldn't have got touch tight. I think he, the way I've heard the story is Graham came through from the, a centre back. Sometimes do came looking to try and win it from behind, mm-hmm. and and it was it was a collision. Was, 
Was there an elbow? No, Graham. No, no. <laughs> I think you headed the back of my head. Oh right. You had to go off. That's the first that, time I hear that. This was an accident. That's the first time. That's the first time I hear that word. Can I just say the amount of times he kicked lumps out of me? I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually was about to feel sorry and apologise to you, but do one. No, you, that's was, that's for all the years he knocked. <laughs> <laughs> You won't know, Graham, but I think the referee at this point, you're on the floor uh, and Andy's looking, thinking, wow, that was... I'm going off. Yeah, that was a job well done. Referee came over and said, well, what happened there? And Andy said, I don't know. I think he had it in the back of my head. He said to me, Graham, he said to me, what happened there? I said, I haven't got a clue, ref. I don't know. One minute he was behind me, the next minute he was lying down. I said, I think it was a clash of heads. He said to me, I'm going to have to book you. I said, that's fucking ridiculous, ref. I mean, you can't book me for that. For that. <laughs> Did he book you? The yeah, ref said, I didn't yeah. see it, but I'm going to have to Listen. book you. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was when men were men, though, wasn't it? Was, uh, well, we were we were yeah. saying that, Graham, that, that, that it was a different game. I don't know if it was better for that or not. I mean, I'm pleased to have watched yeah. football during that era, but you you had to look after yourself, didn't you? Oh, in them days, yeah, you had to, uh, you know, you just, well, you didn't want to be seen as a softie, really. <laughs> And it was. Uh, you, you succeeded in that. Yeah, no way about that. yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was a nice person. I, was, I used to say sorry after. No, but it's, that's interesting what he said. I mean, back in the days, you couldn't see being seen as a softie. No. Nowadays, everybody don't don't care if you're a softie. Yes well, or yeah, no. The game's so the game has evolved, and yeah. him saying that 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 sets the trend also, like how it was in the era back in the days and how it is now. Yeah, Graham, go on. Yeah, I think, Nigel, I think that the last 18 months when you've had no crowds, you've heard the players screaming. Yes, right. yeah, it's when, embarrassing. It, when years ago, you, 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 you'd never hear anything. Like, they, they just get touched and they scream now, and it's, it was quite embarrassing. And I think some of the players now have, have thought, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. You know, we got to... You know, we can't show ourselves up because they do show themselves up when they die. Mm. It's just embarrassing, really. Now, we, uh, with a purpose, Graham, asked you to join us this week. We want to talk Tottenham. Um, what, what's, happening yep. at, what's happening at your club? Oh, what, what's not happening? <laughs> um, well, you know, we, we, we took six months, I think, just five months to get a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we sacked a manager before a cup final which the manager we sacked loved winning cup finals um, so it's just really a big shambles really and then we had the Harry Kane situation you know I I, I, I know you used to work for him but Sky Sports were an absolute disgrace in what respect they were an absolute disgrace well they they, they, they turned up outside the training ground and said Harry Kane's not turned up for training um, the second day they said, oh, he's going to get fined. Well, I was with Harry Kane's dad on Sunday um, in his box and uh, Tottenham really should have dealt with it better because Tottenham knew he was in on holiday. He had an extra week because he hadn't had a holiday for two years. Um, he had an extra week and he was in Joe Lewis's house mm. in Florida and in the Bahamas. 
Do you think that Tottenham did that Sorry. on purpose because of, uh, for them to look better in the situation that, that with, with Kane? Good yeah, I think, I think they didn't handle it properly. Yeah, mm. I didn't think they handled it properly. Um, it was it was a shame because Harry's such a great professional. Um, you know, he, he loves football. He loves playing for the club. Um, we, we no, Harry's dad knows what the and his brother know what the the deal was, but they're not going to tell anybody. Harry just come out now and said, "Look, I'm going to play football. I'm going to enjoy my football, and we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. You know, let's get on with it and and deal with it." And, uh, you know, but it, it was, it, it took away from us signing players in the summer, I think. Yeah, you know, you look at it and you think, well, you know, nobody's having a go at the club for not signing any players. And then Paratici's come in. We bought a lot of youngsters. And mm. I'm not sure that's what we need. We need a bit of experience in, in you know, in the back line, the back four where people, no, there's no leaders in the team. You look at them and like last week we got the first goal went in against Chelsea and you're looking around the pitch. Like I was sat in the stand with a couple of the lads and and you're looking and they're just their heads go down, there's no leadership there. You know, you need somebody like the old days, Andy, you need somebody to roll the sleeves up and say, oh, Come on, you lot, we need to we need to do better than this and you just there, there's there's none. Graham, on the I don't mind you, and I think Andy's in the same camp. I don't mind you battering Sky. No, no, carry on. <laughs> you can do that all day. <laughs> so no problems there. But I was interested in what you said about the cup final. Did, yeah, me too. Did, they, did he make a mistake yep. sacking Mourinho in that week? Should he have done it perhaps the week after? Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, Daniel's Daniel, isn't he? He uh, he runs the football club and. There's lots and lots of rumours going around how it came about. It was because I think if you read between the lines, it was something to do with the ESL, the Super League, and Mourinho wasn't happy because he wasn't informed about it. It's interesting. Um, and and what you're hearing, like between between the lines, and it's like he went in and had a go about it, and I suppose Daniels probably said. Well, it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> and Mourinho said, well, I, <laughs> well, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not training, you know, I'm not training the uh, the players today. And, he's, and, I'm, and what we're getting is that he was released of his duties that day. And that was wow. it. And it was just, it was mad. It was like a week before a couple, and I think that upset Harry Kane because yeah. Harry Kane had such a great, Understanding with Mourinho, you, you, when you score twenty-five goals and you you create fourteen goals, mm. you're having a brilliant season. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right. And all of a sudden, that's gone from you because you know you you, you trusted that manager. Yeah. But so it was you know I I've got to say that the football that he dealt, so if the fans would have been there that season, he would have gone a lot earlier. Mm. Yeah, yeah gone a lot what about, I mean, I was we've been talking about that here, Graham. It's funny you should mention that, and uh, we're talking about the, the Tottenham start to the season. It looked great on paper, three wins out of three. Yeah. But the manner of the victories yeah, was, yeah. was was less than on know, being attractive. sports here in Qatar, yeah. the Correct. venue for the 2022 World, World Cup. Cup. Fly Qatar Airways yeah. if you're coming. And then, of course, the, the, I I saw I called it. And I'm not asking you to call it in lab, but Nigel would probably agree. I called it on when I watched the. Tottenham Chelsea game at the weekend, particularly second yeah. half, Graham, and I think it's 
detrimental to your side. I called it men against boys. It really looked like Chelsea were a hundred percent a, a, a professional manly not manly manly is not the right word to use in the modern day, is it? But you know what I mean. Powerful, these were tough. these were powerful, tough, experienced pros who totally yeah. dominated yeah. your team. Totally dominated them. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, and Rikizi and I were saying, if Josie had served up three one 0 wins in the manner he had, yeah. and then the defeat like that against Chelsea, he'd be getting battered. It's back, back to back. Yeah, eh? it, yeah I agree. Don't forget that. It's I back course. to back. Totally. Palace game. game. Don't forget the Palace game. So it's back to back three 0 losses. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally agree with you there, Andy. And the, 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 I said on the day that you know I did a little interview afterwards with with Tottenham TV, and I said today was men against boys. Mm. I said second half they absolutely battered, yeah. and you can't have that in your own stadium. You know, and, and you look around the team and you look and you're thinking, he bring, like, they bring on Kante and, <laughs> yeah, like, James. And, and, and we bring on Gil, who's going to be a really, really good player. But he's a young lad. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you're looking at it and you're thinking, wow, that is a difference. Look at the power on their state, on their bench. And you look at Tottenham's bench and you think, we're a long, long way away. Uh, but I, I suppose they're looking for the future. I don't, yeah. you know, we, we don't know what the plan is. We don't know if it's a, a five-year plan that these boys are going to stay together and, I'll and tell you what the plan is, Graham. The, the, the plan is to pay back the money they borrowed from the FA and the stadium. <laughs> so I don't, I think Spurs are, have, have got two to five years of pain yet. I, I hate to say that in your company, oh, but I, I really do. I think it's going to be a difficult time to get over the commitment yeah. for the stadium, which is beautiful, fabulous, had to be done, but, yeah. but you know, it, it always creates... Yeah. Now, the, the other thing I said last week was, and Andy said, I used the phrase down tools. I don't think he has, because I don't think he's that sort of character, but I think Kane is a no. shadow of what he was. His head is, yeah. is, is yeah. full of all sorts of demons, I'm guessing. Now, obviously, you're closer to the Kane family than we are, but the, the, yeah. the summer has destabilised him, hasn't it? A little bit, yeah. I, I would. I think everybody can see that. Mm. But what I'm looking at, and I, I listened to Nuno. Or I think it was Sunday night. His interview. If you if you go back and listen to it, he said, you know, we've got Kane coming off the left. Well, Harry Kane is not a left sided player. You know, <laughs> go back to what they were good at, and what they're good at is Harry Kane through the middle. You've got Sonny on the left who comes in off on that right foot and bends him in the top corner. You've got Deli Alley who makes forward last on I think it was Wednesday night they played Wolves. Deli Alley played in the middle. He made the second goal for Harry Kane. You know, last week against Chelsea, he played him left wing. Why? Why? Deli what Alli? was the thinking? We discussed that here. Yeah. What what was I the thinking? I don't know. I think they, I think they're thinking, well, they're playing two wing backs, so we need to stop that. No, when you come to Tottenham Hotspur Football Stadium, you say, you stop us. Correct. Not we stop you. Correct. You stop us. Yeah. It's our own ground. We've got 58, 59,000 fans there. Let's get at you. And you st- we're, we're, we're ping you back. And, and what's happening, I think, not just Nuno, I think a lot of the managers now are going, oh, we've got to stop the wing back. So we'll put him out there and him out there. And, and, and they don't play their normal games. But Graham, and, and in all honesty, I'm oh, sorry, but in all honesty, if you want to stop the wing backs, you don't take one of the best front men, in my opinion, in world football, and say to him, listen, Harry, 
and listen, I have great respect for <laughs> Nuno Espirito Santos, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not coached, so let's forget that. But I have played the game at a high level and, and we can talk about that. And I said to Keezy, you don't take yeah. Nigel at the weekend, you don't take Harry Kane, no. who people were prepared to no. pay 150 million for as a centre forward and say, Harry, I've got an idea today. Why don't you play from the left and close down the full backs? Yeah. I'd go, I'm, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. You want me to play where? <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Graham, let me ask you this real yeah. quick. Um, about Harry Kane. Of course, we've seen the whole uh, saga yeah. that uh, that unfolded over the over the over the summer. Yeah. Do you think yeah. if he in the, is he if he's in a form like this, playing the year out at Tottenham, you think Man City will still snap him up? Well, the 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 story is that comes through the clubs, and you get to hear little things that come out that Man City only offered seventy five million quid plus twenty five million pound add-ons. Well, they, I said, right. Graham, I so, have said consistently, I don't blame Kane. I, this is my, right? Harry no, Kane no, would not, not have said, I want to leave unless City had got into him. So I think he was of yeah. the opinion he was leaving. He wouldn't have come out and said that, yeah. running the risk of upsetting yeah. Tottenham, unless he knew. Why then did Manchester City fiddle about trying to get clever yeah. instead of just going, bang, there's the money. You want 150? He's, well, he's the best we can buy right now. There it is. Why? Why? Richard, the, the bottom line of it is they, they went out and went a hundred million pound Jack Grealish. Yes. Jack Grealish is a great player. He's a great player. But he ain't gonna score twenty five goals a season and create fourteen or fifteen goals. No. And I don't care what anybody tells me. Jack Grealish is a great player, mm-hmm. but Harry Kane is a much better player. What you're saying, Graham, is so that you can't come in. you should have kept that money and bought Harry Kane with it and not bought yep. Grealish. Hundred percent. They were. They, they had the midfield players. Yeah. Man City. They had yeah. the midfield players. They should have gone in and gone. Right. We want a striker. They knew they wanted. Go and buy him. But Pep Guardiola said, "Well, it's up to Tottenham to come tell us." No, it's not. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's it really down isn't. to Man City yeah. to say. No, it isn't. Hundred yeah. percent. It's Tottenham don't want to sell him. Yeah. So why should they get knock on Man City's door and say? We want £150 million. No, you make your offer, which they did, £75 million and £25 million add-ons. I don't know what the add-ons were for. Maybe if he loyalty. got an ice cream Probably. one day. Or yeah, loyalty like bonus. Yeah. 12, 12 months at a club these days, Graham's a lot of loyalty. Come on, you should. Unbelievable. You know, you, you, you're looking at it. Like, maybe if I'd have been playing now, it'd have been tw- £25 million for kicking players. Maybe that would have, I would have got that. So. so what you're actually saying, Graham, is like, with, with Kane getting a year older, you don't see him leaving um, to Man City for, ne- for next year or maybe to another club. What do you think the future holds for Kane at Tottenham? Um, I think he, 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 will, he will knuckle down. There's no doubt about yes. it. You know, he, he, he's a goal scorer. He's a goal scorer. He, he, his professionalism is unbelievable, honestly. If, when you meet him, and so he will knuckle down. I think, I think the club will. I think January will be a big test because at the moment the way we're playing is, I see us being about tenth or eleventh place. Wow! Wow! So do and I. That is, I do. That's so hard for me to say that. So do That's I. hard for me to say that, but, but <laughs> you look at it, the next, you know, the next five or six games, we have Arsenal away, 
We have Aston Villa at home, who are playing very, very well. We have Newcastle away. We have Man United at home. We have Everton at home. Mm. You know, they're not easy, they're not easy no. games. No, no, no. I was asked this last week, Graham. I was asked this last week about the North London derby. Who do you think will win? And I said, who cares? Because neither of them are going to challenge for anything this year. <laughs> it's not what it was. I, just, prestige. I, I prestige, totally agree. It? It's not it's what it was. Prestige. Yeah, it's prestige. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only, only in North London. Yeah, it's North yeah. London. It's the prestige thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, that's more important. You know, it, 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 it's hard at the moment because you've got two, I would say, average teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. Very average teams. And that is, you know, for, for a top London clubs, that shouldn't be happening. No. You know, Pochettino said years ago, we have a magnificent stadium. We need the furniture to go with it now. Yeah, that's true. And I think he's right. I think he's right. That's true. Well, Graham, thank you so much for okay, talking to we, us. We've we got just two minutes. Yes, of course we have. We can two minutes. We've got as much time as we like, but I don't want to... Excuse me, Nigel, for no, two no, minutes, no, but no. I want to ask Graham a question. It's obviously close to my heart. Yes. What was it like playing for Rangers for those couple of years, Graham? What was that like then? Just oh, amazing. quick... Amazing. Well, when Sunis, this is a true story. When Sunis, I was, I went and watched the, the Skull Cup final and they yeah. beat Celtic 2-1. And I'm on the plane and I'm sat next to this fella. And we start chatting. It's Graham Sunis' brother-in-law. <laughs> and it's, uh, you, you couldn't make it up, could you? And uh, so I'm sitting with, we're having a chat and he went, like, what are you doing now? I said, well, I'm not getting on with David Pleat at the moment. Um, so I said, you know, I'm enjoying the football. I'll always give 100%, but, you know, if something comes along, you wouldn't believe it. Next day, I got a phone call from Sunes. <laughs> and he went, so unbelievable. He went, he went, yeah, he went, would you come up? And I said, yeah, I'd love it. And, uh, but it took a sort of three or four months, to, what, three months to, because it was December that I joined. Um, but when I went up there, I got off the plane and they took me to the stadium. It was like two and a half thousand people outside. Yeah. I thought, yeah, what's happening here? Like, and it was, it was, it was, it was a great story because I went up and I knew Tottenham needed to sell me. And, uh, so they needed to, they were trying to buy Steve Hodge at the time. Oh, yeah. And so I went, I went in with Sunes and it took me all of, four or five minutes to sign the contract. <laughs> and and <clears throat> I said to the gaffer, I said to him, gaffer, I said, when we go back out, just say that I need, I need another day just to talk to my wife. And, but I'd already signed the contract. <laughs> but the secretary at Tottenham was there. And when I went out, and I, the Peter Day was the secretary, and I said, uh, he said, have you signed? I said, well, no, I'm going to have a think about it overnight. And I'll come, you know, I'll ring, I'll ring, I'll ring Graham in the morning. I said, but oh, I love Tottenham. And he went, no, no, you can't, you've got to. I said, why? He said, no, no, you've got to. Well done. So he got on the phone to the chairman. Remember him, Urban Scholar? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right. So he got on the phone to him. So Urban Scholar is now on to me. He's speaking to me. You better sign," he said. "You'll never kick another ball for this football club. We'll make your life a misery." And I'm, I'm going, "Oh yeah, but I love the club. I love the club." So I've already signed. See, so and he's gone. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but like we need this money. We're buying another player. You've got to. You're not going to kick another ball. We'll have you training seven days a week. 
she said, what incredible. will it take? If I give you 50 grand, would you go? I went, okay, I'll sign it. <laughs> Smart play. There you go. Smart play. Job done. Fantastic. Playing for Rangers was amazing. Playing for Rangers was absolute amazing. Um, you know you know what it's like, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Once you've played for them and, yeah. and, and you, you give 100%, you're in, you're in their lives forever, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was it was amazing, absolutely amazing club, and I love them. Um, I get up there as much as I can, you know. But I, to be honest, I love every club I play for. Yeah. Um, you know, I except, even played for Chelsea. Well, I was going to say, except Chelsea, even the baggies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is hard. That is hard that so, I don't know why we haven't done this before, yeah, Graham. It's been so much fun. I, I, honestly, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thanks, talking Graham. to us. Cheers. Well, you have to get me over to your show, won't you? Well, you as soon as, soon as COVID, show, Graham, allows yeah. us to start to yeah. en- engage with people again. We've had two years here with Nigel and Diamond. I know. It's and hard, that's just it? about it. it. Yeah. So true. we're hanging on ourselves yeah. as you were on that stretcher, which seems a good place to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll You're finish right. I'm sorry, Big Mike, but you deserve that. <laughs> Graham, we'll Brilliant. talk soon. Yeah, look, look after yourself. We'll talk soon. Lovely. All the best, Graham. All, All the best. best. Bye. All the best, pal. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a great lad. What a great lad. Graham uh, Roberts. Fantastic. Uh, superstar. I don't, I, Love uh, to hear those, those, those kind of stories. Though. He didn't have agents in those days. No, he didn't. But that was really clever, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Very clever. I'm, I'm, he knew Spurs were desperate to sell him. Sorry, give me 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you can get in touch with us at Keys and Grey Pod. We need to change that memo to uh, to to the production staff. Keys yes. and Grey with DJ Pod. Pod. Uh-huh. We do. Um, Got a good ring to it. And obviously, we need uh-huh. to apologise to Danny for giving him nothing for his running order this weekend. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's shot. He'll be fine. I've got an idea for him. It'll be fine. I've got an idea. <laughs> Just do the same running order as last week and change the teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll right, Danny, all over across it. the weekend. Yeah. Definitely. With us Sunday. Yes, of yeah, course. Forward to it. And uh, we'll be back with you this same time next week. Don't forget, now you found us, tell your mates. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.